God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Let's Talk. But God's way. But God's way. My name is Kelly. And I'm Michaela. And we welcome you to our podcast where me and Michaela discuss and talk about us as individuals learning, navigating, and discerning the will and word of God on this journey together. Yes, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about stereotypes of Christians and how people view Christians and just things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, okay, not even just to me, but the definition of a stereotype is a widely held but fixed, oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of thing or person. And so, like, if y'all really like don't really understand still what a stereotype is, because I know that definition was like, what? Yeah. But um some examples of stereotypes are all women are bad drivers. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, That's debatable. Yeah. Because mm, I feel like I'm a good driver. So anyways, old people don't know how to use technology. Mm, yeah. Um, smart girls aren't pretty. Yeah. Um, that's another one. All black people are ghetto. I don't yeah. think I'm ghetto, but I mean it's a stereotype. It is, yeah. And then another one, um, all white people are racist. So yeah. Ooh, that's a bad stereotype. <laughs> I know, but like, you know, you get the point as yeah. far as like a stereotype or whatever. But um it's really just like either like a type of people categorizing something about another much. type of people or a different situation. Yeah, pretty much. So let's get into it. Yes, let's get into it. So the first stereotype that I have are all Christians are judgmental. Mm, that's a big one. Yeah. And <laughs> there are, I want to say, there are a lot of Christians that are judgmental. Mm-hmm. So that's not, there is some sort, I mean, that stereotype didn't come out of nowhere yeah. is what I'm saying. It has some type of... Some type of um, value in it, mm-hmm. I guess, or... I don't want to say truth, but like... Yeah, but in a way, some some type of truth. And that's sad that Christians have kind of gotten that... Gotten to a point. Yeah, gotten To where they're judging other people, yeah. Because us as Christians, we're called to reflect Jesus. And Jesus was everything but judgment. Right, yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's kind of discuss the first stereotype. Okay, I have a scripture, Matthew 7, 1 and 2 says, For the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And I feel like sometimes people confuse being judgmental and giving correction out of love. Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, you know, I can give you correction or you can give me correction out of love and you not judge me as well. Yeah, I feel like sometimes when people you know, get that correction out of love, they feel like, oh, you're judging me, or you feel like, you see what I'm saying? You get very defensive. Right, And I think right. it's because as, were, were you finishing? Well, I was just saying, I feel like, because I have a problem with that, like, yeah. say for instance, I don't think I'm a judgmental type of person, mm-hmm. but I feel like when someone tries to correct me out of love for mm-hmm. you, you know, we, have, yeah. we had that conversation or yeah. whatever, I feel like when someone tries to correct me out of love, it's like, well, you don't like you see what I'm saying. I yeah, just get I just yeah. get so defensive, but yeah. that's just me as a person. And you know, I'm working on that. I'm mm-hmm. trying not to be so defensive, like taking that right and just taking it to heart. Yeah, yeah. But I, for me, I, I think it boils down to Galatians six one when it talks about brothers. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be t- lest you too be tempted. 
But I think what a lot of Christians do or people in general, they take that scripture and they run with it mm-hmm. and don't recognize that in that in that scripture, it spe- uh, specifies in gentleness. Right. And I feel like a lot of times people will kind of pick and choose because it's us as Christian brothers and sisters mm-hmm. to say if you're, that's another scripture, James 5, 19 says, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death right. and will cover a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. which kind of sounds crazy yeah. when it's when it's out there like that. But if if you're going through something and you're uh you're kind of stuck and you're kind of wandering off, mm-hmm. it's me as your Christian sister to approach you in a way that obviously you're going to be receptive to. Yeah. And I pro- make sure that I approach you in a way that's going to be pleasing to God and that allows the fruits of the mm-hmm. spirit to be open and honest yeah. and in a loving and gentle way. And that's like the biggest thing that you need to like focus on with that scripture because mm-hmm. a lot of people do get dis- defensive. And me and my own personality, when it comes to like my faith, I'm very passionate, but sometimes that passion can, um, can look a little bit more assertive mm-hmm. and it can come off in a very kind of judgmental way. Right. And that's definitely something that, um, God has been like working on me with and really the scripture that always comes to mind that I am trying to like live out daily is when it says to be um, pretty much like when it talks about being slow to speak and quick, oh, to, quick yeah. to listen, slow yeah. to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. And that is my thing because mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, because I'm I'm a very outgoing type of person, I tend to like assert myself where it's not needed. Yeah. And what I need to work on is, like, listening first. Right. And then, uh, and then, oh, wait, here it is. It's in James 1.19. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. Mm-hmm. And that is just something that I'm trying to kind of live out as well. Right. And it's because your words are so important. When you're talking to um just a fellow human being and stuff especially if they know you're a christian it's kind of like they're expecting this certain type of demeanor because it says in the word that death and life are in the power of our tongues Mm -hmm. so So everything that you say or whatever comes out of your mouth it's either going to uh it's either going to be it's okay so in, in that scripture it talks about death and life are the power are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So whether you speak death on another person mm-hmm. and I speak life on another person, vice versa, if I'm speaking death to a person, they're going to sow those fruits that I speak to. Them. Right. It's the same thing as like, if I were to go to you and I were to be like saying all these negative things, you're going to hold some sort of truth to that okay. and some sort of like, like that, obviously that's going to do something to you. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make go, me feel some type of way. It's going to make you feel some type of way. But if I speak life into you and I speak, prosperity and love and gentleness you're gonna bear those fruits that's like you talking to somebody and um say for instance i'm feeling down and you trying to cheer me up yeah. your words or the even like your words are affirmation mm-hmm. like you just said mm-hmm. um words what, what was the scripture 
death and life are in the power of yes, the tongue. Yes, so if I'm feeling down and, and if you are, you know, using words to uplift me, mm-hmm. you are you are sowing those seeds. Yeah, and my yeah. spirit is receiving them. Yeah, yeah. So and us as Christians, our, the, our tongue is on display. Oh yeah. So for sure. <laughs> People are going to be very receptive to, to what we're saying and what we're talking about, if we're openly Christian. Um, and two, another thing, in Proverbs 18, it says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. And that is that kind of hit yeah. me because, <laughs> because I'm so passionate when it comes to it. I, I be ve- I. I tend to talk very quickly instead of just kind of sit back and listen. And I feel like sometimes I even do that with the podcast because you're very much of a listener and I'm very much of Of a talker. talker. And it's crazy that you said that because sometimes when we do uh talk or whatever, I don't even think that Francis, because you know how you say you feel like you talk more than me when it comes to talking on this podcast. You know that my personality is yeah. a listener. I'm 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 a person who likes to take things in, mm-hmm. and you're a person who, like you said, who's very passionate mm-hmm. and wants to talk and wants to get their point across. And sometimes to me, I feel like that's why we go so well together with this podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but when- I'm done. No, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> but, done. <laughs> but when I read that scripture, I was like, that is so true because. With the stereotype, Christians are judgmental. And in that scripture, it says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Sometimes and when I, it comes... I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we've been doing this this whole time. I know. Um, go ahead. I was just saying, like, but when it comes to, like, you maybe confronting a brother or sister in Christ, a lot of times we tend to lead with opinion. That's true. But we should also... We should actually be doing the opposite start with scripture start with prayer so it's it's not you leading yourself it's god leading you right so basically like you're saying is instead of you coming from a fleshly standpoint and just giving your own opinion yes you know you're trying to do it out of love out of gentleness and um basically how god wants you to do it Mm -hmm. yeah that's true it also says kind words are like honey Sweet, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet to the soul, healthy yeah. to the body. So that just goes to show, too, like, there's so much power in our words, and we just need to be very careful and mindful of how we approach certain situations. And me, that's definitely something that I need to work on, being more understanding and being more uh, quick to listen and yeah. slower to speak. But Okay. So another one that we have, or that I have, I don't even know if you have this one, but Christians are perfect. And so, yeah, I feel like since people have that stereotype as our Christians are supposed to live this perfect life, they Mm -hmm. think when we sin, it's like, oh, I know she wasn't Christian. She did this. She did that. Mm -hmm. You know, just last week, how are you going to sit here and say you're Christian? But you say, for instance, because, you know, when Christians have slip ups, people tend to take them as like, oh, I know she wasn't Christian. She, you know, she was just faking or something like that. Also, too, like. Living a transformed life, I feel like a lot of people will try to kind of focus on the things that you did in your past. Like, for instance, me, like, there was a time where, like, right now, I I don't partake in any alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's that's my decision, and that's something that kind of God put on my heart to kind of lead lead this life. Mm -hmm. But previously, you know, 
I was partaking in alcohol. I was overindulging in alcohol. So like now I have this fear of like people, like if I'm, I'm in a surrounding where, or I'm in a setting where people are, people are having alcohol and I, and I say, I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't drink. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, well, you, you, I mean, you were drinking, you used to to get drunk, stuff like that. What happened? And I feel like, like that's, um, that's a whole nother thing too. Like, I guess taking, taking parts of before you were Mm -hmm. like aligning with God. And for me, like I would feel some one of the stereotypes that I have is Christians are hypocrites. I have that too. Yeah. So <laughs> I have that too. Part of me is like, well, if I'm say, if I'm like, if I'm getting, I'm overtaking or I'm overindulging in alcohol, and now I'm living a life where I don't drink any alcohol, mm-hmm. is that hypocritical for me? But I'm not telling anyone whether they should or shouldn't right. partic- partic- partake in alcohol. That's a decision that I made for myself, and I believe that that's something that should be decided individually between you and God. Um, not you and your pastor, not you and, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's a very like personal kind of. It's like a personal decision. It is. Um, yeah. You just had to change your heart, you know, Yeah. just cause you did it last year. And now that you're saying you don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that it's hypocritical. It's just, like I said, you just had to change your heart. Um, and I feel like this stereotype as Christians being, or Christians are perceived to be perfect. It's like a lose-lose situation because Mm -hmm. it's like, so say, for instance, you are perfect. People tend to look at you as a Bible thumper Mm -hmm. or someone who just recites scriptures, you know, day in and day out. Right. So it's like, okay, so you want me to be perfect or you're saying Christians should be perfect, but if I mess up, I'm not Christian. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a lose-lose situation. Because no one can can behold to that standard. Mm Mm-hmm. Because... We all fall short of God's glory. Right. And the only perfect person to ever walk this earth was Jesus. <laughs> and we will never be able to, t- right. to obtain that. We were literally born into mm-hmm. sin. <laughs> um, we're sinful people. Yeah. So I just feel like with this, is it's all based on your heart. And if you have it the is. desire to yeah. do right and to live out what God says, then, I mean, you can strive to be perfect as much as you want to. Uh, I have a scripture, Psalms 37 and 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I've been living by this scripture all week, you know, because if I have a desire to do what's right and I have a desire to live my life a certain way, God's going to make sure, you know, I live that. He's going to. He's going to bless you through that. Right. Right. And he's going to help me and guide me. That's all I have for that one. Yeah. Um, I have, I don't know if you have this one or not, but I have, you can associate, Christians don't associate with non-believers. Okay. Um, and I, obviously I think that that's a big stereotype because one, Jesus didn't aloof from the world. Right. And if you don't know exactly what, if you don't know what aloof means, it means uninvolved, okay. like not friendly, uninterested. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Jesus is he met with sinners. Yeah. And he went and he had dinner with them. He, he seeked out sinners. Um, the difference is you, obviously, we're supposed to, uh, let me think of how to say this. It's our mission to, to go out, go ye therefore and seek, right, you know, people right. of all, mm-hmm. you know, believer and non-believer, yeah. you know. But it's to not be evil, equally, or to not be unequally yoked. And that's, that's where... 
I think that stereotype comes in. Um, we're not supposed to to be uninterested and non-friendly to people that don't view the same as us. The thing, the message of scripture is that believers are completely different yeah. from non-believers. Yeah, we're just called to be set apart. Yes, and and it's in that perspective that we have to discern what kind of friendships we can really be with non-believers. It's the intimacy between the friendships. Okay. Uh, we can associate. We can uh, associate with, but we can't. Us and ourselves, we have to be very discerning in the actual intimacy mm-hmm. of the friendship um, because it can and often it often does cause that Christian to stumble in his walk and so fall like back them. into sinful yeah. life and also sometimes even turn away from God. And that's misinterpreting God and Christianity. So uh, it's really just like the close rec- re- relationships I wouldn't necessarily recommend but it doesn't mean that like we turn our noses up and we ignore non-believers. Yeah. And we, you know, we're still Matthew five sixteen says, "Let your good deeds shine for all to see, for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father." We should serve unbelievers so they make they may see God mm-hmm. through us and turn to Him in praise. And it's crazy that you said that. Sorry to cut you off, but like I feel like. When in this certain situation, you as a person and you just being the person that you are and who God has called you to be, you mm-hmm. may be the only person that a non-believer sees as far as Christ-like. Very, yeah. Say, say for instance, they might not go to church or they weren't raised up in a Christian family, but yeah. they see you and y'all become connected in some type of way. Yeah. And like God just allows you to be in that person's life either to allow them to see God through you mm-hmm. and, you know, let them... Which is important. Yeah, so yeah. they can make We're still that supposed to minister. Right, you know? right. But that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, As far as that. Yeah. And yoked literally means joined together. So it's... It jo- being yoked joins people together. So then they need to be in the same in order to work together. Okay. So being yoked, you have to, you have to be aligned with your morals mm-hmm. and uh, the way you want your your lifestyle, and that's you know that's why God embraces your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ because you're alike, you're evenly yoked, so you can work together efficiently. But that doesn't mean the moral of what I'm saying with this stereotype that doesn't mean we turn our back on unbelievers, but really it's it's having having that any kind of like intimate relationship mm-hmm. with an unbeliever can quickly and very easily turn into something that is a hindrance in your walk with Christ. Yeah. So you just have to have that discernment and you just be very just be mindful, mindful of the people that you, uh, that you have in your life. Okay. And I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the last one. As mm-hmm. far as all Christians are hypocrites. Yes. Um, this is a big stereotype because, like I was just saying, as far as um a Christian being a hypocrite, you know, like it says in the Bible, we all fall short. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that, you know, I'm not Christian or that I don't strive to live a Christ-like life. It's just being Christian does not mean I'm not human. You know, we're all humans. We make mistakes. We were literally, yeah. like you said, we were literally born into sin. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like sometimes 
people tend to confuse with confuse being a hypocrite and falling short into sin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a big one to me. I have Christians never have any fun. Oh, you have that one? Yeah, I have that one. I read about that, actually. Yeah. But for me, it's like, how, like, what does having fun mean, mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, from a world's point of view, the state, like, we hear Christians are so boring. Christians are no fun. We have no life. They can't have fun. <laughs> uh, and the way that, you know, non-Christian people or non-believers, fun to them is, you know, overindulging in alcohol, maybe doing drugs, going out, um, sex before marriage. And I feel like Hollywood and our entertainment industry whatever that may be, they commonly portray these things as fun. Uh So they portray these things as the definition of fun. So although not not all forms of fun are bad, Mm -hmm. obviously like going skating with your friends, you know, like going to the mall, going to play like soccer, Mm -hmm. you know, play extracurricular activity, that's fun. But not all of them are good either. So just in society, there seems to be this perception that if you're a Christian, you can't have fun. But that's the definition. Like, what's your version of fun that makes you seem like Christians can't participate in? And another thing, too, is I found that when I am in situations with maybe my, my friends or the people that I know that aren't necessarily, um, a little bit more lukewarm when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, I guess their definition of fun. Um, and they might participate in these certain activities that don't really just align with us as Christians. Yeah. It's because our, f- our flesh is so strong. And I have realized that there's nothing that I can do and I can say that would ever convince them that living the Christian life is fun. Yeah. Because it's just going to be like, I'm just saying, saying, saying. But it's not until one has experienced that true joy and that peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. Um, it's not until that that they truly understand how a Christian can have fun as well. And I feel like if, if someone is genuinely asking you about it and wondering, how you can have fun or how boring your life must be now that you're a Christian. The best thing to do is to help them experience true Christianity. And what that means for me is just like talk to them, find out what they love to do and do that with them, Mm -hmm. you know, experience that with them. Well, I mean, I'm not saying like go out and get drunk or anything like that, but just find out what they love to do. Like their hobbies and everything. Yeah, their hobbies. Yeah. But don't try to convince them with your words. Show them with your actions. Yeah, that's so true. And it will become a massively positive experience in their lives instead of a negative impression. Yeah. Because that can b- very much happen. Well, those, yeah. Those oh, are, wow, we went through those pretty quickly. I know. I just feel like those stereotypes are kind of big and common mm-hmm. in today's time because I feel like these stereotypes, I honestly feel like stereotypes like these draw people away yeah, or hinder yeah. them to even wanting I mean, to even experience. Even the judgmental, Christians are all judgmental. Yeah. I feel like that's a very big stereotype. And there are a lot of judgmental Christians. And for me, I just hate that because like I just said, 
a positive, a positive, you could, it could be a positive experience, but us as just the Christian, um, are failing Mm -hmm. because we're making negative impressions and we're not glorifying God and allowing people to look at us and see God through us. Working through us, yeah. yeah, we're kind of hindering that. For sure. We thank y'all thank you for, for listening in. Episode. I hope you kind of got a little insight from it. If there's some certain stereotypes that we didn't say, feel free to kind of hit us up and yeah. just kind of talk about it with us too. That's definitely something we can share about and talk about. But we're so glad that you joined us today. Thank y'all for listening in. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Love y'all.